Hello, you are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Paging Dr. Scully by Monica Filefan on AO3. Rating, Teen and Up. The summer sun begins to dip beneath the horizon as Mulder adjusts the pile of blankets and picnic baskets to his liking. The air is warm and the view of the seafoam-colored sky is absolutely amazing from this height. He smiles down at the romantic alcove, made of pillows and a single strand of Christmas lights he found in the attic. Scully hates surprises, but she needs this, he knows, almost as badly as he does. Mulder stands and sways his weight from foot to foot, giving the surface beneath his boots an experimental bounce. It's solid, sturdy. For as old as this unremarkable house is, the roof is relatively new. Mulder runs a hand through his windblown hair and smirks. If their date night under the display of fireworks goes as well as he hopes, this overhang will be the last place left on their property to cross off the to-be-christened list. The traditional string of muted booms and soft pops echo across the open field. It's familiar now. A comfort to feel consistency in far-off sounds of society. And he knows their celebration will last through the night. Three years they've called this house home. Four years since Scully has worked her precious body to the bone to regain her presence in the medical community. Five years since he's been labeled a fugitive and sentenced to live life in the shadows. Turns out, that's the least of his punishment. Watching Scully, his partner in all things, walk out the door every day without him makes his chest ache more than any death sentence ever could. He wipes his sweaty brow with the flannel shirt, protecting him from another skin-peeling sunburn, and spins around to climb down the ladder. He wants to shower and run a bath for Scully before she gets home from the hospital. He sinks down to the first rung as his mind replays their last bout of lovemaking. Scully's soft little bottom rising and falling in his lap, his fingers tangled in the long tendrils of her hair, her swollen lips trailing across his skin while she whispers how much she loves. His boot slips and the ladder jerks to the side. Mulder gasps as his body plummets, his feet floating above his face, his eyes widening. He lands on his side in a bone-jarring thud. Ah, fuck. He withers, his long fingers digging deep into the dirt. His eyes water and his vision blurs. He coughs, rocketing a gut-rolling explosion of pain through his ribcage that steals the breath from his chest. Scully. Scully will kill him for doing this without her here if the ache in his skull doesn't do it first. Mulder stiffens waits for the pinpricks of agony to taper off, and assumes he's cracked a rib. Maybe two this time. Not great, yet not life-threatening either. But when he rolls onto his knees, his back muscles seize up like a rusted screw, sending him face-first into the mossy earth. Dirt clings to his pout. Son of a bitch. The strand of lights twinkle atop the roof, and he can see the same annoying squirrel that steals Mulder's birdseed romp boldly across the blanket nook. He rolls his eyes, feeling mocked by the expensive bottle of Cabernet nestled in the picnic basket 12 feet above him. He slowly succumbs to the realization that he can't hide his injury, and he would rather embrace the incredulous concern of his doctor instead of the love of his life's worrisome scrutiny. He groans, his resolve wilting. Damn it. 
He has to take a trip to the hospital, Scully's hospital. Mulder reaches into his jeans pocket and pulls out his cell phone. The action sparking pain through his spine like firecrackers popping off in the distance. He presses send on the contact for his usual cab company, panting to the mouthpiece as the phone rings. Yeah, I need a ride. It takes Smolder several minutes to scoot his way out of the cab, tosses the nosy man a 40, and limp his way to the emergency room's front desk. He texted Scully on the way here, and her response was a string of frantic questions he had no answers to. Dr. Dana Scully, he asks, head bowed. I'm here to see Dr. Scully. He knows Scully's shift ends in 20 minutes, so they can leave together after she pokes and prods him to her liking. But the waiting room is packed full with injured people. A man with a rag covering a bloody hand sits by a woman with a red welt on the side of her face where half her hair is singed off. Fireworks are as dangerous as lovesick men on ladders. The intake nurse arches a bleach brow. And you are? Mulder tugs the brim of his Nick's hat lower on his forehead, a niggle of paranoia creeping up his neck. A familiar voice interrupts. I'll take it from here, Margot. Thanks. He doesn't have to look up to know it's her. Scully's warm presence engulfs him like a blanket. Her cross necklace glints warmly in the fluorescent light, and the fruity scent of the shampoo he'd helped her massage into her scalp this morning relaxes him, even as jolts of pain singe his nerve endings. Scully's touch is a salve that dulls the senses. She helps him to a stretcher in the corner and slides the privacy curtain closed in a flurry. Her fingertips flutter across his face again and again, caressing his jaw, his neck. A splash of must hair that spilled from her ponytail and onto her name tag looks like liquid cinnamon. God damn it, he loves her. Sorry, Scully. She unbuttons his shirt as swiftly as she does at home and tosses his hat raking her fingers through his hair. Her shoulders slump, and she finally exhales a chest full of breath. What the hell happened? He grimaces as he melts into the rock-hard bed. He tells her everything. One emergency x-ray, a shot in the ass, and an amusing cognitive assessment later, Mulder stares up at Scully in doctor mode, buzzing like a bee above him. Two cracked ribs and severe muscle strain, she diagnoses. A sweet sigh of relief puffs past her lips, but the crease of concern he's come to know better than the back of his hand contorts her brow. I thought we talked about not dying enough over the years. All he wanted was to get out of the house with her and melt the stress from her muscles and his own under the rainbow-colored sky. Was that too much to ask? Romance has died, apparently, he mutters. I should have known. She scoffs, fighting the upturned curl of her mouth. Yes, well, a lot of good that would have done. He chuckles and instantly regrets it. His ribs thob, and now his butt cheeks burn with whatever was in that shot. Shh, the muscle relaxer will kick in any second now. Loud voices and beeping machines fill their comfortable silence as Scully fiddles with his blankets. He can even hear clusters of cherry bomb explosions and whizzing Roman candles through Our Lady's brick walls. Mulder can see it now. Bright colors bursting above the roof at home. The amber glow of twinkling lights wound around the empty nest of pillows and snacks, just waiting for them to enjoy it. I had wine and cheese and everything, he chuffs bitterly. Guess that pesky family of squirrels will now have the time of their lives. You don't have to risk your life on a ladder to romance me, Mulder, 
she tells him affectionately. You do it quite well standing on your own. You know me, Scully. I'll never give up. Fortunately, I do. Hey, he adds, seriousness taking a hold. I'm sorry for for coming here. I'm not mad, Mulder, she says softly. I worry about you. His eyes fall shut. He knows she isn't angry for risking exposure. For fuck's sake, he's done a lot worse, and she still fell in love with him. But now that he's here, Dana Scully's intelligence is overwhelmingly attractive. She's stunningly sexy, and he's damn certain there's not one person walking the halls of this hospital who hasn't appreciated it. But he also knows she can't last a single shift without calling him. So he wonders... Not about her looking twice at another man or second-guessing her choice to hold him at night, but about the little things, the personal things. What is he now if he isn't her partner? Some stranger's name scrawled on an intake paper? They've belonged together since the day they met. He just doesn't think it's too much to ask for the world to know they belonged to each other, too. So there's really no one here that knows, huh? Knows about... Us? Scully whispers, and he nods. Of course not. You know that's not possible. Mulder knows that. Of course he does. But it hurts to hear her say it. Maybe in some sick way, he wants her to feel the same loss he does when she's thriving in the real world without him. It's just, I miss you. Oh, Mulder, you just saw me this morning. She's blushing about exactly what he saw in the shower this morning, but he can tell it's painful for her to admit their impossibility aloud. Kissed me, too. It's never enough. It's a truth they both know. She stops fidgeting with a file containing his faux name, grabs his large, dirt-stained hand, and cups it between her smaller ones. I miss you, too. Always. Yeah? Chewing her lip, she tucks her chin to her chest and squeezes his fingers. You know, Mulder, you know I hate keeping us a secret, right? I know, Scully. He squeezes back. Maybe one day. Yes, she says thickly. One day. Scully swoops back into the room after leaving him to officially end her shift, eyeing him critically as he awkwardly tries putting his shirt back on. Busted. She grabs his sleeve and tugs, undoing all his hard work. You just want to take my shirt off again, he says with a waggle brow. She leans back. Her eyes are narrowed, but her mouth is soft, with a special kind of amusement meant only for him. An added bonus. She cups her hand over his stubbled jaw. But I'll admit you do look especially sexy in flannel. Mmm. Whatever pain meds she's pushing has him warm and fuzzy. He nuzzles into her soft little palm. Trying to tell me you have a lumberjack fantasy I can fulfill for you? She scoffs, and his cheek suddenly feels bereft without her thumb arching across it. You're high, Mulder. High on my love for you, he coos, sliding one hand up the back of her pant leg, curving possessively around the rounded cheek of her ass. She stiffens, his name hissing through her teeth. He pouts and lets his arm fall limply on the gurney. Scully needlessly fusses with his IV, then rips off his blood pressure cuff in a show of irritation, but the corner of her mouth lifts, and she's flushed. To anyone else, she'd simply be ignoring an obstinate patient, but to a man who spent nearly every day with her over 15 years, 
He knows she's flattered. He knows she finds his flirting equally thrilling as inappropriate while wearing her spotless white coat with a stethoscope. Maybe they should role play more often. She prods his belly once again, her tiny hand pausing just above his pelvis. I know what you're thinking. Come on, Scully, be honest. You're tired of playing doctor. Her eyes flick to the closed curtain before whispering. That's what the cuffs are for, sir. Jesus Christ, he husks. Even through the ample surge of muscle relaxers, he feels himself harden. You trying to torture me, Doc? First do no harm, she says primly. He grins dopely. Promises, promises. Promise me no more flirting and we'll get out of here soon. He catches her lab coat when she tries to turn away, dipping his fingers in the pocket, giving it a playful tug. Not even a little? You'll survive, Mulder. She twines her fingers through his and pulls them to her cheek, just for a second, before pressing the gentlest of kisses to the pulse fluttering in his wrist. I'll personally see to it. Mulder smiles so hard his mouth hurts. Maybe they'll see fireworks tonight, after all. If you like this story and would like to contribute, you can do so by going to our Patreon page at www.patreon.com forward slash audio fanfic pod. As a patron, you are granted early access to one new story of your choosing per month. Thank you for listening. And remember, the stories are out there.